Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Matter of the Heart, where we bring you heartfelt, positive, educational, quality, pos all stories to elevate your spirit. I'm your host, Carol Olivia. And really, I'm always uh, so glad you take the time out to listen to the Matter of the Heart podcast. Thank you. Wondering listeners, did you ever hear the word gnosis? G-N-O-S-I-S. What's the meaning of it? Does it relate somehow to nature or the spirit of nature? And what can aromatic molecules do to our total well-being? How does it affect us uh, spiritually, uh, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, any which way form? And can aromatherapy enhance our soul's journey? And also, nature. We take sometimes nature for granted. We see it every day. Uh, but does nature have an intelligence? Is it conscious? Well, we're going to talk about uh, so much about this on the show, and our guest is Kathy, Kathy Skipper. And Kathy has been trained in France as well as in, uh, I think, other parts of Europe, uh, Kathy. I did my herbal training um, and my aromatherapy training in France. Basically France. Okay. Yeah. And is as a herbalist and an, an aromatherapist, Kathy, uh, Kathy Skibber works in, with plants intuitively, helping others to reconnect with nature. Both Kathy and her husband, Dr. Florian Burkmeyer, who's all a holistic psychiatrist, um, fascinating, really, really fa fascinating. Work with uh, uh, aromas and transforming for the transformation of a transforming, um, and really the whole person just by those aromas, accessing the not just but it's something that we take for granted, accessing the subconscious mind to fulfill our soul's purpose. And Kathy has two books. Uh, one is the uh, aromatic medicine, and the other book is alchemy of menopause. So we welcome you to the show, Kathy. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. What is gnosis? Because that's part of your website, uh, uh, Kathy. What does that mean in relation to nature and the spirit of nature and uh, anything you'd like to give? Well, gnosis really means to learn from immediate experience. So instead of learning from books or from what people tell us with the intellectual part of our mind, so we're acquiring information, gnosis is really the acquisition of wisdom through experience. So we know something because we've experienced in the whole of ourself, not just in our mind. Mm -hmm. And that's no, that's fascinating. And so, how does that relate to um, to herbs and to aromatherapy? Well, aromatherapy is a big sort of blanket term for many things, and it's growing It's really growing a lot in the world today, um, and people are using it and talking about it and selling essential oils, and that's really part of aromatherapy that we're nothing to do with i would say that we can't really even call ourselves aromatherapists in the traditional sense of the word anymore because we really are just using 
aroma or these aromatic um, molecules to work on a much deeper level. So instead of trying to heal symptoms, mm-hmm. um, you know, somebody's got a headache, so we'll give them lavender. Somebody's got indigestion problems, so we'll give them cardamom. Instead of really looking at that, it, which is in a way an allopathic way of looking at herbal medicine or aromatherapy, we're working with these aromatic, volatile molecules to get to know more about ourselves and our soul's journey. So the gnosis part really goes well with the aroma because we're not telling people, you know, we teach, we have an online school and we give consultations and we're not telling people how to take something or what to do with it or what to think about it. What we're really doing is guiding them with certain aromas to access parts of themselves that will then give them an experience that will help them to move forward in their lives, will help them to know more about themselves. Mm-hmm. So that's where the aroma and the gnosis come together. Mm-hmm. So I can't help but think when you say go deeper, uh, is this, and, and, and certainly linking that with our soul's journey, uh, I'm presuming you're connecting on that subconscious level, or am I? Yeah, no, you're right. Um, so my husband, as you mentioned, Dr. Florian Berkmeyer, is a holistic psychiatrist. And when I met him, he introduced me to the work of Carl Jung. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the things that we've kept in our work and that really uh, we have to thank Carl Jung for was um, what could be described as the anatomy of the psyche, which is a way of looking, you know, we have the anatomy of the digestive system, the anatomy of the heart, you know, we, we learn when we're learning about herbal medicine, the, the pathology and the physiopathology of the different organs in the body, the different body systems, but we forget really about the psyche. So Jung proposed this anatomy of the psyche, which takes in the physical body, the emotional body, the mental body, the spiritual body, and the unconscious, or we could call it the the, the unconscious, the shadow is incorporated into mm-hmm. the unconscious, and there's a personal unconscious, those aspects of ourselves that we're not aware of all the time, mm-hmm. and a collective unconscious that we're all connected to, which is those aspects of the collective that are held in the unconscious realm. So really what we try and do working with these oils is be aware that we are all of these things and all of these parts make up the whole person. So with the oils, we try to um, help people to become more familiar with these different parts of themselves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, uh, so now somebody comes in uh, to the office and they have, an, let's say, an anxiety issue. Um, and from what I'm gathering, and, and give me some insight, you know, you're working on that subconscious, the subconscious level, the unconscious level. Uh, uh, are you doing a consultation, a verbal speech, you know, how are you getting into that? Yeah, so um, when somebody comes in to see us for a consultation, so we are aware the minute that person walks into the door of all those different parts I've just explained. So we see the person as this whole thing. But beyond that, the person also um, belongs to a system, belongs to their family system. And their family system includes where they grew up, you know, their their parents, Mm -hmm. the family that that maybe they're married, their children, and their ancestors. So what we do at first is we ask the first question we ever ask them is, what is your intention for this session? 
because people need to be able to vocalize what they want to get, not just what's wrong with them, but what they want to get out of the session. And in that way, they're giving a message to their unconscious. Right, right. This is where they want to get to. Yeah. And go on. They're affirming to themselves, you know, in a strong way. Yeah, they're affirming and they're also creating a framework for their unconscious to work within by making an intention. And then we'll probably talk a little bit, a bit about, you know, what brought them here? What are, they, what are they dealing with? What is this anxiety? But then very quickly, we'll start to um, look at their, their mother line being the most important line. So I'll look at their mother line. You know, so what was their relationship with their mother? What happened when they were ch children? What was the mother's childhood like? And we'll keep looking, keep delving, and we'll use the oils until something resonates. Because nearly all the time, what we notice is when people come in with a symptom, with an anxiety, with a worry, with a, a negative self belief, with something that in their life they just can't get through, you know, that keeps coming back, they can't get the right job, or they're frightened of this, or wrong relationships. Usually, we're able to thread our way through and see that these are echoes echoes in the whole of the system, the whole of the family system. And then from there, we'll start to look and try and see, you know, is it the wounded child? Is the inner child wounded? And there are codependency issues, for example. Um, or is it that there's a disharmony between the masculine and the feminine in this person that might have come through this family system? Because our, our inner masculine, if we're a woman, gets affected mm -hmm. by the whole family system, including the ancestral journey. And we'll identify with alongside with the the client and then once we're all okay and we found where the imbalance is or the knot that the first knot that needs to be worked with then we bring in the oils mm -hmm. and we'll propose a work with the oils mm. so with that uh kathy um you're connecting to obviously uh, that the mother line yeah of that individual and what about the father line? Now, the father line we look at as well. We look at the mother line first because, mm -hmm. and I, we're getting into another subject here because we are getting into ancestral um, healing. And right. we look at the mother line because the mother line is the embodied clan. Okay. We have, we have a, a special kind of DNA called the mitochondrial DNA that only comes through the mother line. And mm -hmm. that's why many, many ancient societies were matrilineal in some form or matrial matrifocal mm -hmm. so the mother line is really our clan and it's our sense of belonging in and our vital life energy comes from that line so it's always good to get that sort of sorted what's happening there so we can anchor the person in their ancestral clan in their sense of belonging in where they come from and then we might very well look at something if there's some horror that happened on the father's line that needs yeah. to be integrated but the mother line is important in the sense of we need to ground people and the grounding happens in this lifetime and we use the oils a lot for grounding but grounding goes beyond just somebody who might be dissociated or highly stressed so they're not in their body here it needs to come from a deeper place and in in our work that deeper place is the mother line okay um and that certainly we'll discuss that at, at another on another yeah show. yeah sure the um so let's say uh, uh i'm curious the essential oils first of all yeah. do you collect where do you get are, are they your you know what i mean 
yeah we only work with essential oils that we have sourced ourselves because as i said at the beginning of this chat there is so much out there now in terms of aromatherapy aromatherapy products oils from here there and everywhere sold by here there and everyone and in this work which is highly energetic and very precise we're working very precisely on an energetic level with people's emotions people's beliefs people's family systems people's unconscious realms that we need essential oils of the highest quality in mm. terms of their vibration so we source them ourselves and we and we have a website where we keep those oils so that students who work with us and clients who work with us can have access to them mm. and we work uniquely with at the moment two producers one in france one in india both of those producers we know well we've been to them we've um, seen them distill we've worked with them we work intimately with them and um, so we use a quite a small amount of oils so probably 30 oils that we have on that um, platform but we know them intimately mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well that makes sense so you know them intimately because you've been there and, and you, as you said it's a high vibration because I was going to ask you uh, I would think an oil, the most efficient way for an oil to actually work is the highest vibration of the oil. Yes, of course, because if you think that, you know, you need thousands of kilos, if not for some oils, tons of plant material to make right. a liter of essential oil. Mm -hmm. And right from where those plants grew, mm -hmm. how they were treated when they were being grown, if they were wild, mm -hmm. if they, how they were harvested, mm -hmm. how they were distilled. Mm -hmm. how they were um you know how that distillation went through if it was a complete distillation if it was done slowly with respect from the plant the energy of the person distilling right. same right. with the bottling all this goes in to the final product and i just want to say you said um you know the plants intimately because you've been the oils intimately because you've been there it's not just because we've been there that's part of it but because we use them all the time we're mm -hmm. using these 30 oils all the time day in day out with students and clients and ourselves so we know how they work we know what they do it's better to know 10 oils like the back of your hand than have a collection like many people do of 100 oils they don't know what to do with them they right. don't even know really what what they're for right it just becomes a collection yeah it creates more validation yeah um, you know so um no, that's right. Okay, so that you you know certain parts of France and, and certain parts of India, where the processing is uh, the quality that you're seeking. Um, now, when you have somebody coming in, um, is it is it I don't know is it one oil, several oils for each person? You know how does that work, Kathy? Well, as I said, we know the oils really well, so we know what they're good at we know what they're what they know mm -hmm. and what they know how to do so it depends very much on what issues the individual client has but we usually won't work with um, a blend we're usually working with a single oil or sometimes if we're taking somebody on a journey to explore mm -hmm. a part of themselves we might put two oils together we won't blend them we'll just put them on um scent sticks um, separately and then they can hold them together but we'll always know as I said it's precise we know exactly what each oil is going to um, do and um, we'll pick them very carefully mm -hmm. and when you say as far as the doing how do you uh, I find it fascinating as far as the subconscious mind 
how is it connecting to that sub? I'm presuming you said, uh, am I correct? The subconscious mind? Yeah, we call it the unconscious realm. The unconscious, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, as I said, first, we're really delving in and asking a lot of questions and getting to see what's happening for that person. And there'll be moments, both Florian and I are intuitive and we really see the person. That's probably one of our gifts in the work that we do is that we're good at seeing the person. So as we explore, and there's two of us as well, a man and a woman, you know, I work with Florence, so we're always there together. So there's a lot of input going into pulling on these threads and seeing what's happening and where the work needs to happen. And the person, the client will feel it too. And when we really feel, you know, the emotion coming up, yes, that's it, that's where we need to go. Um, then what we'll do is we'll decide together we have many different um ways of accessing the unconscious the unconscious doesn't have the same language as the language of the intellect or the intellectual mind um so one thing that we might do is a journey so we'll use our our drums we'll get the oils out they'll smell them they'll relax we'll lead them into a place of relaxation and then we'll lead them on an inner journey to explore those aspects of themselves that we feel would benefit from being given um, expression. You know that that, that I love. So we lead them. It's a sort of you lead yeah, them. It's a sort of shamanic journey. Right, right. So uh, that makes sense because the more the person is relaxed, the more that you can tap into that unconscious mind. Yeah, and the oils are really the keys to that. The key to that unconscious mind that you're talking about. All right, so you tap into that unconscious mind, and how is that connecting to the soul's journey? Well, the soul is all parts of ourselves. It's the embodied um, aspect of the self. So the soul is not, it's different from the spirit in, in the sense that the spirit is very much linked to the intellect and to thought and to um, air. And the soul is linked to our embodied self. So it's it's the journey of this lifetime. It's the journey of the soul in this lifetime. And much of what we need to process comes from the unconscious realm. So the way I look at it is, you know, the digestive system, for example, when we eat food, which we have to do every day to survive, there's a system that digests it, then, then it gives us energy. And that system is ongoing. Every day we eat at least two meals, some people three meals a day um, in order to survive. And the same goes for the way that the unconscious works in, in the soul's journey, in the fact that every day unconscious material is coming up and through us and into our conscious mind. That's the, that's the way it works. But what we usually do is we get on with life in this very linear, very uh, intellectual, mind-stimulating uh, world, and we're unconscious still of the stuff coming up. We might get a feeling, we might get an emotion, but we carry on very quickly with our work. We don't give it enough value. But actually, the journey of the soul is to become conscious continually of the unconscious material that is coming up to help us to grow, to integrate, to process. That's how we evolve. So often this will come up um, only in periods where people are going through a huge traumatic event, their partner's left them, or they're realizing they're addicted to alcohol, or then they might get a glimpse 
of what's coming out of the unconscious. But really what we what we teach our, our students and what we work with with our clients is that this unconscious material needs to be honored much more in our lives. And the oils can help us do that. Mm -hmm. And this process should be really the most the main focus of our life rather than something that we just leave it for the last minute when we're in a dreadful situation or something like that. Mm -hmm. So I'm picking up, uh, just came to me, uh, uh, Kathy, uh, is freedom and self-empowerment because then the more we are, um, more you both are, re uh, ridding ourselves of the toxic energies, whatever it is, toxic, I don't know if that's the right word, then we're freeing ourselves up and then we have more ability to to continue with our true mission of life, our soul's journey. Yeah, exactly. That's a very good way of putting it. Okay. And, and we all have a soul's journey, uh, Kathy. Yes. Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. We call it often personal myth. It's, you know, it's our own signature and way of navigating life in a very unique and authentic way that comes from deep within and mm -hmm. is really who we intrinsically are is our personal myth and we believe that once we find our personal myth then mm -hmm. whatever happens in life we can get through it because we see it as part of who we are it's i mean that's not the best way to put it but Personal myth is really what enables us to have the joy of life. Okay. Well, to have the joy of life because we are embracing exactly who we are. Exactly. The I am, so to speak. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, uh, of course, some philosophies are that we have many souls. So are you tapping into many souls in that person? How are you going about it, Kathy? No, I, I, the way that I feel that the work evolves is that um, we have one soul, but many influences. So really the soul is the thread that enables us to stay centered and not go crazy. Mm -hmm. So obviously this is extremely important. <laughs> yes, it is. It's our core, it's right? <laughs> you know, to put it very mildly, um, because we all get uh, there's a lot of distractions, yes, that, you know, right, and different types of role playing that might not really be in our best interest, exactly. So, and I think there's a lot, you know, this shadow material, right? Um, if we don't honor it, it'll find a way of controlling us if we allow. This mm -hmm. flow, like a, it's very watery. It's like a river um, to flow through us, and we honor it, and we we find the language of the soul and of the unconscious. Mm -hmm. um, we're in a much better position than if we repress it mm -hmm. or ignore it, and it will eventually do something. You know, mm -hmm. our unconscious will come through in a way that is far less. Um, we are, you know, it's far less gentle mm -hmm. than if we honor it daily. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. One way of honor, honoring it is dreams. Mm -hmm. Dreams, picking up the symbols. Yeah, yeah, working with our dreams. Right, right. Honoring the fact that they're an important part of our being, right. of it, our lives, and they have important messages. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, they're part of who we are. I mean, it's maybe it's not even another world. It's the same world. It's just a 
we're sleeping and and there's a, a a different vibration coming in you know well it's the world of the unconscious right 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 call young etc etc right um are you working with your clients with dreams uh kathy yeah yeah we um encourage them to work with their dreams and we have certain techniques that we teach our students and if there's a client that we're is particularly interested in dreams then we'll teach them mm -hmm. in order to be able to work with the dreams we need uh, a sort of framework and the framework we use is really based on the work of Carl Jung and the idea is that um, to simplify it one way of looking at our dreams is that every character that we dream about is an aspect of ourselves. So the female characters in a woman's dream are shadow aspects of herself that she's not aware of. Mm -hmm. And the masculine characters in a female's dream are part of her animus or her inner masculine. So that just as one simple technique is a very interesting way of looking at who, you know, the different characters in our dream and what they mean to us and how we evolve like i had a lot of problems with my inner masculine because of my own um family transgenerational trauma and i noticed over the last five years in my dreams how i really have um processed the wounded animus the part of my masculine that was wounded and i'm starting now to get much healthier um stronger and uh, helpful men in my dreams who you know i in certain dreams i had one not long ago where i can really feel yes that is part of my animus and he's here and he's strong and he's helpful and he had weapons but he didn't need them they were high up they were there he had he had ways of defending himself but he didn't need to fight um, which was a great uh, dream for me having worked for all these years on this wounded animus mm -hmm. and oils can help Mm -hmm. dreams you know we use there are certain oils that stimulate dreams calari sage is one of them um the artemis vulgaris which uh, is mugwort is another one that stimulates dreams and then you know you might be working on certain aspects of the unconscious and with a certain oil that you could journal with before going to sleep mm -hmm. and ask again and tend I, I i need some i need some clarity on this mm -hmm. i'd like to be able to remember my dream Mm -hmm. it to me it's like bringing on the whole uh, you, you're you're certainly working with obviously the whole human being and tapping into that unconscious mind as well i mean uh, all of the aspects of who we are and i couldn't help but uh, when you're talking before kathy i was visualizing it came to me uh, the river the ripples of the water that are always flowing yeah you know definitely it is very much like um it's like a non-liquidy water. That's the way I could explain it. You know, these the, our unconscious comes through and we can feel it and it feels like water, but it, it's not wet. Mm. Yeah, that's fascinating. Well, um, what wisdom, uh, Kathy Skipper, would you like to share with your journey with this to the listeners? I think what I would like to share is that when I met my husband, I'd been working um, with plants and with people, and I was always 
it was always very important for me to incorporate this larger family system, the ancestors, the reasons behind the physical symptoms, what are the emotional underlying reasons, but I didn't have a framework. Mm -hmm. And when I met my husband and he introduced me to Carl Jung, and then I discovered other female Jungians, my favorite being Marion Woodman, who's a Jungian analyst who just is amazing. She died last year, unfortunately, but she's written many books. And when I found the framework, the framework that I've explained in this chat about the anatomy of the psyche, the framework that we haven't talked about, but it's the alchemical stages, which is actually the processes that we go through on the soul's journey. All these things um, that created structure really helped me to embody and ground this work so that it went faster and was more effective. So that's what I want to offer to the world. And that's what Florian and I are offering to the world is not just talk, not just sort of woo-woo ideas, but a, a framework and a structure that people can understand and that people can work with in order to heal and to evolve. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. Thank you. And your heart speaks the truth, Kathy. I can hear it speaking loud and strong. Thank you, Carol. <laughs> Very loud and strong, Kathy. Um, well, this has been uh, quite, uh, I'm sure listeners would agree, very interesting uh, nature. It's all about nature, not all about, but nature. Not to take anything for granted in nature, the spirit of nature, and what it can do to help heal. Um, and some of us have more precious or wounded healers or precious hearts, you know, that, um, that were wounded. And as Kathy's speaking, uh, getting to that unconscious mind and, and everything she's been talking about, it, it's, um, you might want to listen to the show a couple of times because there's so much information. Thank you, Kathy Skipper, so much. Um, from um, aroma, uh, aroma gnosis, uh, yeah. Kathy? Aromanosis, aromanosis. You say it better than I do, so thank you. <laughs> well, thank you, Carol. Thank you for having me on your show. You're welcome. You've been listening to The Matter of the Heart. And I've been your host, Carol Olivia. Thank you.